Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Ah, yes, the magnificent Trolley Sourbright Crawler, also known as Trollicus brightolus. The worm's captivating neon colour makes it an easy gummy prey. Trolley! It's a surprisingly sour, invitingly chewy... Staggeringly snackable species, unlike anything else found on this planet. Eat me! Delicious. Visit trolley.com to shop now. Trolley, eat me! Hey, y'all, welcome to The Nod, a black culture podcast brought to you by Blackness's biggest fans. I'm Eric Eddings. And I am Brittany Luce. Would you happen to know what time it is? It's time for Peanuts Butter History. George Washington Carver was the wizard of the soil. George Washington Carver was the most well-known African-American of his day. During his lifetime, Carver extracted more than 300 products from the peanut. There is one product that many mistakenly attribute to him. Peanut butter. Okay, so peanut butter history. Uh, by the way, we are no longer eating the peanut butter. We heard y'all. We're no longer eating the peanut butter. Do not fear. So peanut butter history is our, shall we say, homage to George Washington Carver, who didn't invent peanut butter, by the way, uh, but he did, fun fact, make a bunch of products using one of my favorite vegetables, one of y'all's favorite pie fillings, <laughs> the sweet potato. So, shout out. Yes, shout out. GWC. It's also our PSA that there are so many other stories about Black legends that need to be shared. Especially this legend I'm going to tell you about today for my very first peanut butter history. Mm. Eric, you don't know how ready I have been for this day. You know I have not one, but two peanut butter histories already Mm -hmm. unlocked, done, completed. Like, Do you honestly really think... Do you think that you can live up to my legacy, I guess is what I'm asking. Like, do you think you're going to be able to do all this in under four minutes? Music? Yeah. I'm not sweating. I have a plan. I'm ready. You're ready? Yes, because I actually have a killer story about a woman named Rosetta Tharp, the godmother of rock and roll. Do you know Rosetta Tharp? Okay, the only thing I know about Rosetta Tharp, I know she played a guitar, and there's this um, Noisette's song called Sister Rosetta. And that is actually the breadth of my knowledge on the topic. Well, that's a shame because you should know everything about this woman. She was a superstar. And in order to fully appreciate my story, you've got to know a few things. Okay. First, Rosetta was a queer black woman from Arkansas. She came from a family of religious singers and she started playing the guitar as a little girl. But in her early 20s, Rosetta made her way to New York City and started performing as a gospel singer. Mm. And she became pretty popular in the 1940s. And remember, black female guitarists were rare at the time. Rare now. Yeah. And just to give you an idea what most music was like in the 1940s, this is a popular song from the time called Jingle, Jangle, Jingle by Kay Kaiser. 
Cause I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. Jingle, jangle. It's not the spiciest song that I've ever heard in my life. Could use some sauce. It reminds me of like, you know, I mean, it's a type of music. You know what I mean? Like the Bing Crosby, Andrew's Sisters. Yeah. Now, let me show you this video of Rosetta playing a song called That's All. She's wearing this, like, very classic, like, lacy, doily cocktail dress. Mm -hmm. And she's got, like, her, you know, like, back-in-the-day updo. But she's, like, playing the guitar, like, she is, like, tearing this up. Yes. Damn. Right. So, Sister Rosetta didn't just play the guitar. She shredded the fucking guitar. In the 1940s. So, like, way before Chuck Berry, way before Johnny Cash, way before the Beatles. I mean, you know. I could outshred the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a bold claim. That's a bold claim. Not George, not George, not yeah. George, not George. But you know what, though? I, it's like you can see, like, there's, like, some blueprint work in, in her performance. For sure. So these are only a few of the things that make her so cool. Like, I'm about to tell you a story that makes her even more of a legend. Are you ready? I mean, yeah. You have four minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play you some music that just, like, you know, speeds up as it goes along. Okay. Just to add, like, a little edge. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. Set. Uh-huh. Go. Okay. So, the height of Rosetta Tharp's career was in the 1940s, right? Okay. But by the 1950s, Rosetta was really looking for something to give her a little boost. She wasn't quite as popping as she used to be, and she needed something to, like, get her back on the map. A stunt. Yes, a stunt. So, she got together with these two gospel music promoters and was like, what can we do And they said to her, what if you did a concert wedding? Have you heard that before? A concert wedding. A concert wedding. (laughs) That's So they wanted to fill a whole stadium of people, right? Uh To watch her get married and then play a concert. Innovator. So they watched the wedding first and then they played. Okay. Yes. Right. It was called, it was, they, they said it was like a spiritual concert because, you know, she was a gospel artist. Okay, right? okay. 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 So, mind you, this is 1951. Right. At this point, she's 35 years old. Now, now Rosetta Tharp, she was a queer black woman. She had been with both men and women. Mm-hmm. No husband. At this point, she had been divorced twice already. So, okay. So she's you know, making moves. What's one more? What's one more wedding? Another notch in the bedpost. Exactly. So they tell her if you're going to have a wedding, you need to find a husband, okay. right? So, uh, she goes on this search and she eventually she's like looking for all these guys. She eventually picks this guy named Russell Morrison. Okay. And he also works in the music biz and they get all these details. They start doing all the work to prepare for this wedding. So she okay. has to get a wedding dress, of course, but she doesn't get just any wedding dress. Right. She spends $1,500 in 1950s money. Wait, yeah. $1,500 is a lot now. Okay. Yeah, on her wedding outfit and it had a five foot train, right? A sequin trim veil rhinestone and pearl-encrusted tiara and a bouquet of orchids and ostrich feathers. The woman was opulent. Wow. Okay, so she gets it made at this fancy department store right. and that, and they actually send over this like white woman to help her like fit into the dress. Mm-hmm. You're which running is, out of time, by the way. I know, which was also unheard of at the time. Like, this was a queer black woman. She wasn't even really welcome in the store and they yeah. sent the, over this woman to like wait on her hand or foot. It's kind of like Beyonce in the napkin, right? Yes, okay. Beyonce with the napkin, right. So the concert actually took place on July 3rd, 1951. Uh-huh. The venue was Griffith Stadium in, uh, in the Shaw neighborhood of D.C. Oh! Shout out to Howard, also in the neighborhood. And so according to the folks who recorded the concert, 
over 20,000 people showed up, right? Whoa. Massive amount of people. The woman was popular. And like the people who attended, they brought her wedding presents, like silverware, like china. She actually she, came up off. Okay. It was going. a real wedding. I we like need to this. change our live shows. Uh, so, and <laughs> the do. thing was like legit. So the wedding starts and there's this massive procession of like the best men and the bridesmaid walking through the baseball field. And those were, that was her band, by the way. Oh, shit. And so they even had a reverend and everything who did the vows. Uh-huh. And But even though it was official, it was all kind of done with a little bit of a wink and a nod, right? So apparently people were like giggling when the reverend told Rosetta to make sure that she would serve and obey this man. Cause, like, right, because they knew she was going to be like that. Exactly. That's not her style. So once the wedding part was done, Rosetta got on the stage and just fucking killed it. Like just wrecked the show. Shredded her guitar like she always fucking does in front of this massive stadium of people. 20, people. And the whole thing ended with a fireworks show. Bang, boom, pow, everywhere. Oh Fire my gosh! Show. Like, they literally partied all night. It was this massive success. And eventually, it was like the last big hurrah of her music career. Wow. And later, they even actually put out the concert as an album. So, I think it says a lot about how unconventional she was for her time. This twice-divorced, queer black woman rocker staging what is essentially a stadium concert disguised as this, like, super extra wedding. It was actually, like, arena rock before Arena Rock. Wow. Yeah, get ready. So, like, seriously, though, years before Chuck Berry, years before Elvis Presley, Rosetta Tharp was out there fucking killing it in a sequin dress with pearl-encrusted, like, veil and tiara, just, like, shredding luxurious, luxurious opulence and her guitar in front of everyone. That's Rosetta Tharp. I think that's right on the dot. On the the dot. That is... It's on something. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, I just think that's success. That is amazing, though. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, just speaking for myself personally, I'm never going to get over Beachella. Yes. I mean, I'm just never going to get over <laughs> It was Beyonce's. a significant event. Right. But just to think about, like, the like just to think about something that massive. Do you know what I'm saying? Something that, like, on that level happening in this black city with this black woman having 20,000 people 20,000 people showing up for a fake wedding they had a beautiful ceremony like it's so much in the tradition of like pop divas especially black female pop Mm -hmm. divas like I always thought everything sort of went back to Diana Ross's concerts Mm -hmm. at like Caesars Palace and when she was in Central Park and it was like free and like thousands of people were there but like it's really wonderful to know that there's this tradition of like like a black woman being in charge of her creative whole vision mm-hmm. and it kind of culminates in this really huge I mean literally they ended with a bang yeah do you know what I'm it's saying it's a spectacle fireworks yeah right and like it's so cool to know that that's something that's always been a part of the tradition yeah. but until recently these facts have been obscured I don't know why why you know why <laughs> You know why. But we can celebrate Sister Rosetta Tharp right now. Sister Rosetta. And it's time, I think, for us to include her in... Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The The Peanut peanut Butter Pantheon. Welcome, Rosetta. Yeah. Sis. There's so much more to learn about Rosetta's life. Her story is like truly, truly wild. And if you want to know more, I really recommend this book called Shout, Sister Shout, the untold story of rock and roll trailblazer Sister Rosetta Tharp by Gail F. Wall. (laughs) 
after the break, a game that brings together Trina, Tyler Perry, Wig Lines, and Whitney Houston's goddaughter. What's up, what's up, everybody? Here with Mac. Mac, say what's up. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> um, some of you may recognize Mac from um, Nuck If You Buck fame. Hey. Honestly, that episode has become so famous, it's like, I think people think that you were in Crime Up. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. <laughs> what is the confusion? I was. So today, we're going to play a little game. What's the name of the game, Mac? The name of the game is... Six degrees of black separation. Six degrees of black separation. And in this game, yes, our goal is to prove uh-huh. that for the most part, black people are all almost separated by six degrees. I agree. Making us virtually all cousins. cousins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which so there we, we knew we been new. Been had. But the game is gonna prove. The game is gonna prove it. We're gonna prove it. And basically how we're what we're gonna do is this. this let me break it down. So for each turn, there are two different categories. There's a bag for each category and three possible choices in each bag. So we'll take turns picking one name from each bag. Let's say one name is like Oprah and the other one is like Mae Jemison. Um, first black woman in space, Mae Jemison. Know your history. Know your rights. So I will have to get from Oprah to Mae Jemison in six moves or fewer. Right. And when it's my turn, I would have to connect Oprah to Mae in fewer moves than Mac to win the round. Okay. So as for what constitutes as a connection... They must be black, and they must have a working or personal relationship with the person to count as a connection. Right. And finally, you cannot reuse people. So, like, uh, for example, if I use, say, Beyonce for a connection, you cannot also use her to connect two people. Okay, okay, all right. So, we'll play three rounds. Best of three wins. Uno, dos, tres. Let's do it. Round one. Okay, so this category is called Babyface Collaborators. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look, Babyface is a legend. He's worked with a lot of people, so this one, you're going to get some, ju- some right, juicy I'm, stuff in here. I'm putting my hand juicy. in the bag. Feeling around for the lucky one. All right. Who do you have? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Okay, all right. And then <laughs> next category... <laughs> I think you're going to like this next category, man. Okay. All right. Next I, category. I hope I do. Is celebrities with wig lines. <laughs> <laughs> like visible ones. Wig? No, not like edges. Not like visible. <laughs> not like visible lace fronts. Like a wig line that they sell the wigs with their name. Oh. <laughs> oh. I thought you. No. A wig line. It can be visible edges. That's like. Could be everybody. Visible okay. lace front. Any right. celebrity. Jesus. I'm digging in Josh the bag. Volta. I'm digging in the bag. I think I found the lucky one. Tiana Taylor. Okay. 
I think I can do this. Okay. All right, Mac. All right. All right, here's my first move. Okay. Tiana Taylor is signed to Good Music. Okay. Which is... is, (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) Which is owned by Kanye West. Okay. Kanye West executive produced Pusha T's... (laughs) Most recent album. Okay. Niggas talking shit, push. How do you respond? I'm top five and all of them died. Oh my god. That's my second move. <laughs> okay. There is a clear way. You are so close. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Tiana Taylor uh-huh. is signed to Good Music. Right. Which is owned by Kanye West. Right. Kanye West has a song with. Brandy Norfolk called uh, Let You Down. That's true. Brandy is Whitney Houston's goddaughter, and she'll never let us forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Mac, you did it. Ah, You did it. Ding, 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 ding. ding. (laughs) Okay, Mac, you did it in three. I got to do it in less. Okay, let me think. Okay. Tiana Taylor is signed to the same label as Nas. That's one. I'm going to try and do, I think this is a good way for me to get out there. So he's signed to the same label as Nas. Nas is the cousin of Yara Shahidi. We're here to honor Nas, who I get to call my big cuzzo. I don't know. I'm going to figure this out. This is tough. So let's see. This is a route I wasn't expecting. Hold on. was in a movie with Eddie Murphy when she was a kid. Eddie Murphy. Where else was he in? It's like getting from Eddie Murphy. You would think that getting from Eddie Murphy to Whitney Houston would be really easy. I mean, I was. When you Actually, said Eddie you know Murphy, what? I know how I can get there. Tiana Taylor to Nas to Yara Shahidi to uh, Jennifer Lewis mm-hmm. to Whitney Houston, the preacher's wife. Okay, that was four. But I got there in four. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, Mac. Yes. So I will admit, you did win the first round. Victorious. Right. Okay. Victorious. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you what, though. Mm-hmm. I still got two shots of fire back. You do. I got bang, bang. I'm ready. Round two. I don't know. I'm looking at the the some of the the people and cat and the names and categories I've given you, and I'm like, maybe I went too easy on the kid. Maybe I needed a should I should have sprung for maybe I should put on like. Day players from a different world. I don't know. I should have come up with a stronger category, but it's all good. We're if gonna. You did go easy on the kid. I appreciate it in advance. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, Put him let's in. do it. Just throw it in, in the, the bag. bag. <laughs> that was a great song. All I do is shop until we drop. That was That was my jam. Okay. All right. The category is. Come on, pray tell. NAACP Image Awards hosts. Okay, so let me pick one out the bag. Okay, who you got? 
I got Tyler Perry. You got Tyler Perry. All right. All right. The category is WB sitcom stars. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. This is going to be so hard. Because you know I'm not a TV person. All right. That's a lie. Marlon Wayans. <laughs> Who my little brother is named after. Really? Okay. Marlon Wayans to Tyler Perry. You got it. Mm. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. <laughs> Marlon Wayans was in White Chicks uh-huh. with Terry Crews. Okay. Got you. We're making moves. Terry Crews was in Friday. Or is it next Friday? Or Friday after next? One of them. Is The scene I'm thinking of is the scene where... Do you remember when he was harassing them because his mama was a landlord and Craig and Dede came to the apartment and Terry Crews had just got out of jail? Wait, is this the one? The um, Yeah, Friday after fine next, they're back daddy, in the old... I said, Tell your that daddy, I said... Ah. She stuck her tongue out. Yeah! Hate that Oh, God. Okay. This should not be hard because literally everybody's been in a Tyler Perry film. All right, the only thing I can think of is, like, Cat Williams. But Cat Williams doesn't get me closer. Who else is in Friday After Next? The main character. I mean, Ice Cube. Okay. All right. Ice Cube. All right, so here we go. I said... Who did I say? I said Marlon was in... White Chicks uh-huh. with Terry Crews. Uh-huh. Terry Crews was in Friday After Next with Ice Cube. Okay. Ice Cube was in Barbershop <laughs> with <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> but I feel like I've used six. I have three. Uh-huh. Cedric the Entertainer was in... Cedric the Entertainer was in Johnson's Big Family Vacation with Bow Wow? You're right. Shad Moss, as he prefers to be called. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, Bow Wow is Byron. Is that who he plays in the Tyler Perry movie? You're 100% right. Medea's Big Happy Family from 2011. Tiana Taylor and Shad Ma, <laughs> a.k.a. Bow are both in that. Wow. Okay. Five. Wow. Wow. All right, so you got it. A fucking journey. Okay. You got to do it in five or less. Okay, so I need to get from Marlon Wayans. To Tyler Perry. To Tyler Perry. Actually, you can get there. I'm trying to think. Marlon Wayans is on a sitcom with Essence Atkins. Okay. Essence Atkins used to be best friends with, it might still be best friends with Sanaa Lathan, who played a bitch in one of these Tyler Perry movies. I can't remember which one it was. I just remember there's a scene where she got slapped because, okay, it's like either she was cheating on her husband or... All right, so the movie that you're referencing is The Family That Prays. The Family That Prays. I had to watch this movie with my ex-boyfriend's family. 
which is directed by Tyler Perry. Sanaa Lathan's character had a really good job. And so she was kind of tired of her husband. I can't remember who her husband was playing by, but it was just some guy that Tyler Perry's always trying to get you to like. <laughs> Tyler Perry loves to have like a sexy, hot, super educated, busy woman and then give her a husband who doesn't really do a lot, a lot except yeah. for quote unquote generally be nice. And then like be like, you know, you need to appreciate me because like, even though I'm not bringing a lot to the table, I'm nice. <laughs> And so I think that like, and then the woman does something like cheat mm-hmm. or just be a bitch and then she gets punished for it. For like the whole movie. The whole movie. And I think at the end, Sanaa Lathan's character in The Family That Prays just got slapped. <laughs> I think they were in a diner or something like that and she got slapped. Because he's my man, Chris. And I remember my ex-boyfriend's family all being like, she deserved that. And I was like, I can't live like this. Is it that serious? I was just like, I can't deal with this. But yeah, that's the only reason I remember her being in a Tyler Perry movie is because she got slapped. So Marlon Wayans is in a sitcom right now. I think it's on Netflix with Essence Atkins. Marlon is in a sitcom called Marlon. With, on Netflix with Essence Atkins. With Essence, with Essence his, Atkins. I think she plays his ex-wife. It's, and it's NBC. NBC. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there you go. I didn't have a lot of faith. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Essence Atkins' best friend is Sanaa Lathan, who is in The Family That Praise, directed by Tyler Perry. Oh, Essence shit. Essence Atkins is Sanaa You did it in two. Yeah. Wow. Two? two. <laughs> Turn the fuck up! Final round. Okay, Mac. So we are tied. Uno a uno. One, two, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You won the first. I won the second. I sure did. <laughs> but this final round, this is the final round. Winner takes all. You know, two out of three. Right, right. Right. You right. know, math. Um, and since I won the last round, I get to pick first. Maybe that'll give me an advantage. We don't know. All right. Go ahead. Let's see. I'm excited, nervous, excited, everything. Very I'm feeling excited everything. to offer up this to you. Okay. This category is female rap acts that keep Nicki Minaj awake at night. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Who am I going to get? <laughs> Mac. I knew I was gonna pick City Girls. <laughs> Okay, so City Girls are amazing. I can't. I, I can only unfortunately remember one of their names, JT, because she mm-hmm. is currently serving a bid mm-hmm. for fraud. Um, but they are a rap duo out of Miami, certified bad bitches. I love their album. Period. So good. The next category is people that make emotionally manipulative music for fuckboys. Okay, let me pick from the bag. All right, all right. What you working with over there? Kanye West. <laughs> Got to get from City Girls to Kanye, to Kanye West. City Girls to Kanye West. So I feel like the 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 way out of City Girls is through Trina. Trina is a Ooh. huge supporter of City Girls. She, I believe, appeared on their album. Um, she is a fan. Trina's a fan. Mm-hmm. Miami represent 305. Hmm. There's such an easy. There's a, such an easy way out. I'm nervous. I'm I'm so stressed because I'm just like. Uh, my first thought is, Minuteman by Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to think. So who's on that song? 
It's like Trina. Yeah. Beat drops. I can't believe I was like 13. <laughs> We, yeah, I had no business about that shit one minute, all. man. <laughs> what the fuck? So, who's on that song? Ludacris mm-hmm. and Missy. I feel like in my spirit, I should be able to go straight from Missy to Kanye, but I don't know if that's ever happened either. But I'm sure it has, but I just can't recall it. Um, it's not coming together for me. I guess I'm just gonna have to go straight from Missy to Beyonce to Kanye. Because Missy uh, was on and wrote Signs on Dangerously Love for Beyonce. And then uh, Beyonce had Kanye on her song Ego. So City Girls are tied with Trina, who was like, did a song with them. Trina was on One Minute Man, Missy Elliott, who wrote a song for Beyonce, who also has done numerous songs with Kanye West. But the one I'm specifically thinking of is Ego. Okay. That was four. That was four. Okay. All right, I've, I you could probably it do it in faster, but you can't use any of the same people. All right, I'm going to. Ooh, there is a good one. You're right. There was such an easy one. I totally <laughs> fucked it up. I already know what you're gonna do. Do it. I already know what you're gonna do. Do it. I played myself. Ah, uh. City Girls just made a song with Drake. Drake, I know. <laughs> yep. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Sitting never never leave from beside me. All right. This is where it starts to get tricky for me, though. Because I thought that there was a direct correlation, Drake, to Kanye. There isn't? There has to be. All right, here we go. Okay. Drake Drake just recently completed, well, avoided a very intense rap beef (laughs) with Pusha T. Who signed to Kanye's label? Three. That's amazing. That's that great. Three. That was great. That was great. That was great. Whew. So Mac, I gotta be honest. Sad to say, I guess, but you won two of the three rounds. Yes, yes, yes. And that means that you are the winner of six degrees of black separation. Hey, you know, I really didn't expect to win. <laughs> I I I picked it up. I think I picked up on the on the first round. I was like, I gotta win the second round. I gotta win something because you came in hot. Lessons learned. Okay, man. Let's see. What did I learn? What did I learn? All right. Well, I think the one thing that really jumps out to me is like, I maybe I should have known this, but Tyler Perry is like the plug. I had no idea he was like actually disconnected but it seems like if you can get to Tyler Perry you can get to most people he's like a linchpin Tyler Perry you know I mean this is the thing Tyler Perry is not necessarily going to give you Mm -hmm. lyricism script wise (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean but the man has employed a lot of people like he's done a lot of people solid yeah I think we forget that I don't forget that kind of makes you want to reconsider I don't know if it'll make me reconsider takes. temptation. <laughs> <laughs> I think temp- 
station can stay where it is in the basement in a box. Actually, you might be right. (laughs) What did you, like, learn from? You know, I would say um, the best way to make money, I would say for the best, I would say builders of black wealth. Mm -hmm. Funeral parlors. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything having to do with hair. The wig lines, the number of celebrities that have made, that have paid their rent, have patched holes, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. in their lives with a a wig line. Like Tiana Taylor, that kept her afloat in 2014. Yeah, but you know, I think it works now because wig technology is so crazy these days. So good. It's like... Surpass, like I think wigs have advanced more than like airplanes have. I would agree. You know what? I know wigs have surpassed more than cell phone service, specifically also speakerphone. <laughs> when, was last, when was the last time you heard somebody on speakerphone? episode of The Nod was produced by me, Brittany Luce, with Eric Eddings, Kate Parkinson Morgan, and Wallace Mack. Our senior producer is Sada Abdurrahman. We are edited by Emmanuel Barry and Jorge Just. Engineering by Cedric Wilson. Our theme music is by Khalid B. For additional music credits, check the show notes. To shout out your favorite celebrity wig line, hit us up on Twitter at The Nod Show. Twenty nineteen is actually gonna be my wig year. Okay. I've been talking about getting a wig forever and I've been talking to my stylist about it. And I've reached a point where I have i I'm in a good place with my own hair, mm-hmm. which means that now I need a new project. And the new project is gonna be wig. Oh, okay. Well, I cannot wait to see you come in the office popped out in a wig. Oh, it's gonna have bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I've already I've already figured out the whole thing. It's gonna have bangs. It's gonna be a little little shorter than my than my hair is straight, and mm-hmm. it's gonna have kind of like a wave. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be giving a little Sanaa Lathan, a little, you know, spicy. It's a little spicy, a little, a little Regina Hall when she's playing a rich bitch. 